0: Hey guys, it's Carmen. Welcome to my annual episode of Off Air with Carmen. As I'm looking back, it has been a year since I have recorded a podcast, so please forgive me. However, goodness gracious, y'all, have I got a story for you today. You're about to meet Terrell. Terrell was once the ringleader of a gang. As a matter of fact, it was his gang that held a woman up by gunpoint. Y'all, he is now married to that woman. You're going to want to hear Terrell and Brandy's story. It's a story of armed robbery to family, ministry, and five beautiful children. They both do public speaking. They teach on forgiveness and reconciliation. They pastor Passion Life Church, a church, oh, by the way, in the same community where Terrell once sold drugs. They're the founders of the River Refuge, ministering to the broken and those in need, as well as Malachi Project, an after-school and mentoring program. Y'all, I love talking to Terrell and Brandy. Jesus is all over their story, and honestly, it's a story only God could write. Let's get to it. All right, y'all. I'm just going to go ahead and start with y'all because y'all are my Georgia peeps. I'm from Alabama. And just, just talking to you, my Southern is coming out, which I love. But welcome to Off Air with Carmen. And I have to tell you, it has been May, will probably be a year since I've recorded a podcast. But when Jules came to me and said, Carmen... I've got a story. Do you want this? Um, And I said, absolutely, 100%. So this has been several months in the making. And typically when you do podcasts, when you do morning shows and and you do journalism, you kind of build up to the climax of the story, so to speak. But with y'all's particular story, I think the headline just has to be there from the beginning. So here's where I want to start. I'm talking to Terrell and Brandy today. So thank you guys for being here.
1: Glad to be here. In my
0: office.
2: honored to to share.
0: So you're about to hear a story that only the Lord can write. And here's their story in a nutshell. And then we're going to break it down and start from the beginning. So Terrell was a gang leader, heavily into drugs. You sent a couple of gang members in to rob Brandy. And a friend at gunpoint. You were behind that.
1: Yes, I made the decision on it.
0: And she is now your wife. She is sitting on that couch as your wife. Holding and oh, hands. by the way, holding hands, holding hands. <laughs> <laughs> and with five kids. Yeah. Like, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yes, thank you, Lord. Yes, thank you, Lord. So we're just going to start at the beginning, and I'm probably going to ping pong back and forth a little bit. Yeah, Um, sure. Terrell, I'm going to start with you. Yes, ma'am. You don't go from being born in small town Georgia to having your first um, drug interaction or drug—I don't even know what you call it—drug deal. Yeah. Um. So just give us a little bit of your backstory
1: yeah so uh you know i opened doors in middle school and just sort of progressed from there Mm -hmm. Uh, i excelled in sports so a lot of my good friends were on the football field but we also got into the streets together Mm -hmm. and the lure to fast money and um, control and power and so I would uh, so I had sort of a mixed story. I would uh, excel in sports, ended up on a full scholarship wrestling in college. But anytime I was injured, uh, I would move back into or go back after the street life real heavy. And so a mixture from pain from home, a mixture of my own decisions, the temptations, the music, the culture. There was a lot of things that tied into that that brought me into you know the reality of. Like I'm running a gang, and I'm you know making decisions that could alter my life forever. Mm. you know, so
0: and it started as early as middle school for you
1: yes, wow, yes and and I mean, there were other things this maybe prior to that, but when I really opened those doors mm-hmm. were middle school
0: and you even I saw a, a video piece that you were in that was incredible by the way, but one of the things that you mentioned in the video piece is that you literally had thoughts when you were younger of i i want to lead a gang like i want to be a, a yeah so a, a so i heard Lord. someone
1: talking about it and talking about the money and the power mm-hmm. yeah. and the control and mm-hmm. and with that there was just something within me uh and i i sin sin nature demonic mm-hmm. I, I mean there was just so many different things i could look at and attribute that to now but with that i had just said hey if i don't make it in division one football pro football uh that i would uh start a do that. Organized crime gang. Wow. And so every mm. time I would get hurt on the football field yeah. or wrestling mat, I moved deeper into organized crime.
0: Wow. Okay. And we won't stay here for very long, but one other question. Do you remember your first interaction doing something that you knew you weren't supposed to be doing? Like your first time you sold drugs? I mean, do you, do you remember that? Yeah.
1: In, in middle school, we started sneaking out of the house at okay. night. You know, so yeah. obviously we were going against the grain of what my parents sure. would want. Sure. Sure. We started to buy drugs, mm-hmm. and and then that just accelerated over the next years, where we would buy large quantities of drugs and then start mm-hmm. to break those down and sell them. Wow! And uh, just the that we weren't like for me, the the whole thought of organized crime was you know making money and then working towards and in, infiltrating that into business mm-hmm. and other things, and so. You know there that was the progression of it but it started with just simply buying you know half pound pound of marijuana and mm-hmm. then that progressed because it's never enough yeah <laughs> you just keep going further and further yes. and further and it, it progressed pretty rapidly and quickly over the years
0: yeah all right brandy i want to turn to you for just a couple of minutes by the way you are you're just precious mm-hmm. i uh we we were starting out to uh to interview just terrell but then i saw your part of the story and I said, I'm just kind of telling this as a side note because I just think it's so sweet, and you're such a supportive wife. And so when I saw your part of the story, I'm like, I want Brandy on this thing too. And so Terrell called you, and you're like, Honey, do I need to turn around?
2: And you did, and you're here, and I'm yes, so thankful. It's an honor to share. Aww. Yeah, you know what the Lord's done, and to not be ashamed of where we've been. That's right. Because we never know who the Lord wants to touch. That's right.
0: Um, so tell us a little bit about a little bit about your story, because I know there was some painful things that happened to you as well. So what was, what was it like where you grew up? And then we'll eventually talk about how y'all met, but just tell me a little bit of your background.
2: Sure. So, um, I'm the baby of my family and I always like to say that, you know, my family didn't really go to church. Mm -hmm. I would call ourselves, priesters that's Christmas and Easter. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, really, you know, only know just certain little points about Jesus, but not really know him. Mm-hmm. And um, my senior year of high school, my mm-hmm. mom passed away. Mm-hmm. Very traumatic, um, horrific time for me, because my mom was so dear to me. And um, anytime I had problems, I went to mom. Anytime I had um, good things, I went to mom. And um, she, like I said, I was the baby, so I was really allowed to do whatever I wanted to do. So when mom was gone, I was lost. I felt abandoned. Like I didn't know how to handle certain life situations without her because she was who I went to and she was really like a conscious for me Mm -hmm. you know so there were certain things that I didn't like to do I drank I smoked pot you know um I did light drugs but I was always scared to really plunge into it because I didn't want what would mama think Mm -hmm. what would mama do like her Mm -hmm. response so when she passed mom was gone yeah so I I really plunged. I mean, turned to harder stuff. Yes, and frequent, and Mm -hmm. the pain was so unbearable that I had to find something to numb it. You know, drugs, uh, money, shopping, my schoolwork. Even if you know how Mm -hmm. backward is that? Like, how could you? But it's like I I had to find an escape because it was like, even though I knew she was passed, I'd go home from school and be looking for her Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and really when I share my story it's like I feel like I go back to to that senior year and that girl that was so broken and so lost and fix me help me you know crying out and the sad part what really gets me about this time in my life is people really thought Oh, she's doing good. She's got all A's. She's, you know, um, I didn't look like a drug addict. Does mm-hmm. that make mm-hmm. sense? I mean, yeah. I kept my appearance and sure. stuff. But on the inside, I'm, I'm screaming, help me. Mm-hmm. I, I need help. I need mm-hmm. someone like, don't look at me and like everybody's seen the life of the party. But the life of the party was dead mm-hmm. and broken mm-hmm. and uh, miserable On the inside, you know, Mm -hmm. and the party life is such a, it's such a lie from the enemy. It is. You know, it's, it's part, it's, it looks a certain way, but if people really see the heart and the, and the brokenness on the inside and that, Mm -hmm. that's mine and Terrell's heart is, you know, we, we want to share, we share all this, not like, look at us, but, but God. But God, 100%. Well,
0: let's, let's talk about you and Terrell for just a minute. So how old were y'all when y'all met?
2: Oh, can I start? Yes, you okay, can, you girl. I this is girlfriend I here. Okay, so let's take it back to middle school. Okay, I I met him in middle school. Okay, and I liked him. Mm. He was so because let's go back to middle school. There was no drugs. There was no street life. There was just no innocence. all the sin. Yes, yeah. and he was such a sweet boy. Mm. He was so kind, and just the way he treated his his mom, the way he treated. People was so sweet and kind, and there was. I, I just liked him. I'm sorry, really, really. I love it. No, I love but, it. But um, he was my best friend mm. to me. He was my best okay. friend, and hmm. I never wanted to be awkward, you know, mm-hmm. like, hey, I like you. Check the box, yes or no. It was <laughs> like, no, I'm going to accept he's my friend, mm-hmm. but I really like liked you. him. Okay. Yes. All
0: right, Terrell, tell us from your vantage point.
1: Yeah. So um we we're friends, and I'll be honest, I was. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, I, was keep it real. I was
1: self-centered and, yeah. you know, uh, I didn't yeah. want to be any more than friends and mm-hmm. uh, and be very honest, you know, in middle school, high school, it was hopefully friends with benefits and yes, doing everything sure. that I teach. My kids and our uh, next generation kids at Malachi mm-hmm. Project yeah. not to not do, to do. Yeah. you know, but yeah. that was uh, that was my M.O. and thought. Mm-hmm. And um.
0: and that's where I can relate with you in a lot of ways, Brandy, because I grew up grew up without a dad. I don't think you were in the room yet when Terrell and I were talking before we started recording. But my dad passed away in jail. My dad was in jail when he passed away. <sighs> and I was 19 uh, when I got pregnant with my first. And so if there's parts of your story I can certainly identify with, it is it's that brokenness. It's that it's that it's sure. you're wanting that security that person you're wanting whatever it is to come in and fill every broken place. And we look to other people because satan wants us to look to other people and other things drugs what have you money all the stuff that we talked about other than looking to jesus so i can identify
2: counterfeit counterfeit Security counterfeit. And that's right counterfeit
0: gods yes. um so y'all partied some in high school yes and then you were i want to say you're probably in college at this point i want to get to the yeah
1: yeah so i go off to college yeah. i'm wrestling in college. Mm-hmm. I, uh, but I'm also traveling back to Atlanta. Okay. And so I'm trafficking drugs from Atlanta to the Carolinas. Okay. Also, I'm pulling off armed robberies during this time. And, and I'm still on a college wrestling mat. So, there's so a, you are
0: wrestling with your college. Yes. And you are doing armed robberies at the same time. I mean, that's the definition of a double life. Yes. Wow.
1: And it wasn't, I mean, obviously I was still going to class and yeah. I was maintaining enough to stay eligible, sure. And then, I mean, at times I would get high and go to wrestling practice. Wow. I mean, not on hard drugs. Yeah. But smoke marijuana and go to wrestling at practice
0: at a Christian college. At a Christian
1: one of,
2: college. Wow. One of the
1: colleges was college. Yeah, Christian no, both college, of them. Right? Both of them. Wow. Uh, Gardner Webb because we joked like, like when college. when he both left to go, cr- 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 cr-
2: you're gonna be at a Bible school, like, this is funny. I was going to Russell. I wasn't going, obviously, which I still had to
1: take Old Testament, New Testament, and certain (laughs) classes, which God was trying to get a hold of me. And I did have a window where the Lord was wooing me in, and I responded, and then then I rejected it. Sure. And so it wasn't all like the whole time. i Sure. But anytime I would open the door back up for me, mm-hmm. if I went back where other people may could do this and go back to normal, if I started to drink or if I did just a little something, mm-hmm. it was over and I was off to the races. Yeah. And so that would always lead me back into the deeper things. So where, mm-hmm. okay, if I if I got in trouble or I decided to get away from the streets, mm-hmm. if I started, say I go six months and, and then I... Take a drink. I would go right back to the same level in the streets within a week or two, Mm. and all of a sudden I'm picking up major drugs. I'm buying assault rifles. Where you you know it's all
0: or nothing. Now I'm
1: I'm I'm like that now. Mm -hmm. But now it's for Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. (laughs) Yes,
0: that just that still blows my mind that you can be wrestling and then pulling off armed robberies, which is incredible. Yes, we pulled off
1: major armed robberies right next to the college, and
0: you were never. Did it ever cross your mind that you might get caught, or do you think about that, or well, did you just no, compartmentalize? I was shot
1: or? at nine times in my brother's navigator, uh, right next to the school, wow. and that—that's how I left Gardner Webb University. Point blank range, bullets went in front of ah. my face. Bullets got lodged in the door. There was yeah. a cross beam, looked like a cross in the door. Yeah. And then bullets went through the headrest. And so now cared I cared about
2: his rims, Carmen. <laughs> He's worried had, about his rims. We had
1: 23 inch rims that my wow. brother just got, and they were $10,000. $10, I didn't want them messed up. Wow. You know, we, and the point, I'll be very honest yeah. with you, this is how far gone I'm, I was ready to chase them down. Yeah. And I was concerned that it was going to. Mess up the rims the rim. more, so because I thought they had shot the tire, but with that they shot the radiator, and that's where the hissing was coming from. Okay, and I think it was just the angel, of the Lord.
2: Mm-hmm. Come on, Jesus.
1: Put around me. The I have two incidents where people that, and then someone came to kill me um, when we were in the streets, and I know that God was putting Protected His you. protective hand around mm. me. So for today, for yeah, now, for, for a now. wife, yeah. five children, ministry, um, the community we serve.
0: So let's go to the night so you're in college, you're doing armed robberies, you're wrestling. Brandy, you're doing drugs, you're still grieving the loss mm-hmm. of your mom. Terrell calls you and he's wanting to party mm-hmm. and he's saying, okay, you've got you had your own drug dealer, I guess that you would get your drugs from Brandy. Mm-hmm. so and, and y'all correct me if I don't have any oh, of the yes, stories right here yeah, sure. so he has you call your dealer to bring over drugs. That's right. And then, Terrell, what did you do? So you knew this drug dealer was coming with Brandy. And then what decision did you make?
1: Yeah, so we were actually on the phone with her. I was in my room with two of the guys that were part of the gang you know sold drugs for me my and, friends
2: too and mm-hmm. they were my we all, friends. yeah you know, we
1: all knew each other and we'd all partied together mm-hmm. it was just i think weekend before two weekends before that we had partied together mm-hmm. and we had just started discussing it and one of my actually my right-hand man looked at me and he, he said are you sure he's like this is brandy do we need to do this mm. and i said no we're doing it
0: and what and, do you mean by doing it doing what uh,
1: we're going to rob her mm. and rob the drug connect and and take the um take the drugs. Wow! And so with that, I was I was money hungry and one track mind. And when I decided I was going to do it or mm-hmm. we were going to do it, that was it. Yeah. And so um, my conscience was seared in areas mm-hmm. and through so many doors. And the further you get, you know, you take the middle school that I opened the door in through high school and into college, the further I went, the deeper and darker I got on the inside. Sure. Even accelerating into my years in prison when I had totally, I'm all in mm-hmm. for gang life, the mob, all those things. And so it uh, it took a radical, later, a radical yeah, encounter with we'll Christ. I don't to. want to move too far. Yeah. but So I, I sent two guys in, um, had them robbed at gunpoint. They came out with the drugs. We uh, pulled off and uh shot the gun in the air and took off. I was sitting yeah. in the car, I was in so the car. So you were outside in the car, yes. Wow, I was in the car and had them go in. And, and a lot of things I would go do, me personally, yeah. But because of our connection, I said, You guys are going to do
0: mm. it. All right, so Brandy, you're inside with the another woman who's got these drugs, and you see these guys come in that you recognize. Mm-hmm. And they're they they do they pull
2: out a gun? Is the gun already out? Tell us what happened, yes. From your, so um, was expecting Terrell to come yeah and instead of tarot coming he sent two of his friends in and i was shocked like immediately mm. i knew so, something mm-hmm. something's wrong something's not right and the um the anxiety in that room you could feel it mm-hmm. it, it was so strong just just Seeing them, I, and then as silly as it is, you might bleep this out. I don't care, but they they immediately wanted to go to the bathroom, and it was nothing for me to walk in the bathroom with them. So I followed them, and they're they're looking strange, and they were acting weird. weird. They were acting so weird. Now, keep in mind, I'd already been drinking and taking drugs, but I still I still knew some, some something's not right. So um, I'm just telling I'm telling my connection. I'm like, listen, I've known these guys forever. Let's just get let's get this deal made so we can party and we can enjoy our night. It was, it was the anxiety. There was, there was something going on. Yes. Oh my goodness. So I'm, 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 I'm vouching for, I'm like, look, I've known these guys my whole life. Like you give them the drugs. They'll give you the money. We'll party every, it's going to be a good Friday night. Right. Well, immediately after I'm vouching for these guys, uh, one pulls a gun. I mean, has it in her face. I, it was it was like a bad scene of a movie. Mm. I, I one one wrong move. Even even the older I get and the more I reflect on this story mm-hmm. twenty years later, yeah. it's if they would have pulled that trigger, mm-hmm. you know, on on this 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 woman. Mm-hmm. I mean, one, one split, one wrong move, move. and I yeah. mean, you know. And, and kill this woman, but thank the Lord they didn't kill yeah, her. instead they they grabbed the they grabbed the drugs mm-hmm. and took off. Mm. and it, it was truly. imagine just just this 20 year old my mom's dead. I'm strung out on drugs. My best friend just turned his back on me, not so much the guys that did it. He was be- Tara sure. was behind it. Behind he it, was yeah. he was the one that I was looking forward to partying with you know once once the deal was made and 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 it was almost like like the room was just spinning like mm-hmm. with all this stuff and um am I going to be killed i mean just just these racing thoughts of what's to to happen so they leave and um, I went back to my apartment my lonely two-bedroom apartment and this night I couldn't get in touch with anyone like all these friends that I had it's like I couldn't get anyone on the phone so I'm left alone in this apartment with uh, I I was scared I was scared Mm. to death really but then the flip side is like what do I really have to live for what am I really living for anyway? So scared to die, but really wanting to die yeah. because I'm so broken and mm-hmm. so lonely. And so in the, after that happened, did y'all have any
0: contact at all after that? So no, no contact. Never seen him so, again. All right. So fast forward. You're in prison. Terrell, you get yes. busted. Tell everyone what you got busted for.
1: Yeah. So um, I got... Uh, trafficking cocaine, got a mm-hmm. number of charges mm-hmm. and uh, bulletproof vests, guns taken, a lot of money taken. And I don't want to glorify that lifestyle, sure, but sure. it was it was a lot. And so, how did you
0: get? How did you get caught?
1: Uh, they raided mm. the home. Yes. Okay. Mm. Yes, and so so,
0: you, so they
1: you, just we had been under investigation for a long time gotcha. since probably high school. Gotcha. So it was just we would go in and out of seasons where you know when summertime we would hit it hard Mm -hmm. and then we'd pull back and just Mm so we were trafficking drugs for for many years. So
0: you get arrested, you get sentenced. How many years how many years in prison?
1: Twenty I got a twenty do fifteen with a half million dollar fine. Wow. And so yes.
0: All right, so you're in prison. Let's go back to Brandy. So Brandy, I wanna hear how you met Jesus. Okay. Yeah.
2: Let's let's get to the let's get to the good part. Yeah. So um after that situation happened, um I never wanted to see Terrell again. I never mm-hmm. wanted to see anybody that any affiliation with him. Mm-hmm. So I just I, I didn't talk to any of that circle of people. And um, the apartments that I was working at, um, I met a man mm-hmm. that had just gotten out of prison mm. himself. And um, he loved the Lord. He had really had a radical experience with, with Jesus. And so I'm telling him this story that happened between me and Terrell. And he he said to me, he said, Brandy, if you don't get out of this life, you're going to die. Mm. And it, it it rang my bell because he he knew the language I was speaking. And he I just—I feel like that that was a wake-up call when he said, if you don't get out of this life, you're going to die. And then he proceeds to invite me to church. And, Carmen, Mm. the last place I wanted to be was a church. Mm -hmm. I I, never—I didn't know who Jesus was. I'd heard about him. And can I be honest? Can I tell you the truth? Tell the truth. When when my mom died, Mm -hmm. I hated God. Sure. I was mad at God. This this God I'd heard about that's so good and so full of love. Well, the— I blamed mm-hmm. all my problems, all my hurt and all my pain mm-hmm. on this God that's supposed to be so good. Mm-hmm. Even this pastor when I first when she first died, he he says to me, "Brandy, you can't imagine this part of your life is a is a piece to the stained glass mur- mural that the Lord is painting and on the inside,
0: mm-hmm. I It's not what you wanted to hear. That is
2: not what I wanted to hear. I I couldn't see in that moment, how Mm -hmm. would the Lord allow us? Yes. And how could something good come out Mm -hmm. of this? Mm -hmm. But thank God it is the truth. Mm -hmm. God is not the reason of our pain, Mm -hmm. of our hurt, of our rebellion, of the loss of people we love. Sin is. Mm -hmm. We have to point the finger at the enemy, not at our God. And when people don't know him, Mm -hmm. the enemy deceives to get us Pointing it at that's our right. good God, right? Mm-hmm. But that's not what you asked That's okay, me. no.
0: He invites you to church. You go to
2: church. and Yes, thank you. Yeah, that's thank okay. You, no, I love it. Yeah, no. So he invites me to church, and I, I said, okay, I'll go to church with you. But on the inside, I'm going to go to the liquor store and get some drink. And mm-hmm. I don't want to go to church, but needless to say, that night— I, st- I got drunk Saturday yep. night, but yep. I-, I remember before I went to bed, I said, okay, I told that man I'd go, so I'm going to get up, I'm going to go to church with this man, and um, I went to church with him, and everybody was so just welcoming and just arms open hugs and just i i i, I felt a welcome mm-hmm. and that that was such a lie that i'd believe that i would never be welcome in a church i i didn't have what it takes to be a christian i felt like that christian people would reject me because i was so not like them yeah which is another lie thank you mm-hmm. yes let's expose the enemy's lies <laughs> what can we and but i went i went to church and as they're doing worship I've never seen anything like that. I've never heard or seen people sing songs and worshiping the Lord. So I, my eyes are watching all these people, like, raise their hands and just a freedom to worship the Lord. And I was laughing at them on the inside, like, what are these people singing and worshiping about? What in the world? And it's funny because the song that was playing on the big screen was Hungry. Like, this was, you know, mm-hmm. 25 years ago. Yeah, so, you know, yeah. keep in mind. But it's like hungry I I could relate to that because I was hungry right (laughs) right I'm I'm hungry yes I'm people, but not for what they, they were. but feet. as, as I began reading the words, mm. sorry, that's my worship screen. I was mm-hmm. reading the words, truly reading the words, the spirit of the living God touched me wow. Carmen, in a way. Wow. And it's like all the sins, all the stuff, all the running, all the looking to, to be loved and accepted and desired and wanted. I, I'm looking at my sins on this big screen and I began to weep mm. and not like a, like I couldn't hide the crocodile tears. And I am just broken like oh my god yes this this god they're singing to i've been looking for in all these places please like receive me accept me god that these people are singing about and then this lady comes over to me and she's just she was it was just the 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 she was a woman but like she just mothered me and loved me and i I was i didn't tell her look ma'am i'm strung out on cocaine and ecstasy and all these hard drugs but I said ma'am you don't understand I'm a I'm a pothead Mm. I thought that was I could I could utter that out loud right Mm -hmm. but I wouldn't dare tell her really the, the dark, yes yeah. and she looked at me, the sweetest face you've ever seen and she says it's okay, I used to be too and I about hit the floor <laughs> because it's like, mm-hmm. you're telling me that this God that that you're singing about will accept me, he accepted you, he'll accept me and it was it was like all these lies, all this stuff that I'd heard and thought was, was Jesus shattered and his love came in and began to heal me, began to really just cleanse me of all this stuff. So we know the obvious sins, right? Yeah. We know sex, drugs, drinking is out the window, if mm-hmm. raised in church or not. Mm-hmm. When you have there's a conscience that we're all born with. But as I'm reading this Bible, this this glorious gospel that that has changed me the, the sweetest love story of our soul. So I'm reading and I'm believing every word. if it, if it said it, I believed it. Mm-hmm. Well then it comes to forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Forgive what? I never heard of forgiveness. So Terrell's face is in my in my head forgiveness if we don't receive. If we don't forgive people mm-hmm. when we're wronged, we will not receive the Lord's forgiveness. So mm. I, I didn't understand. I didn't know how do you do that. And I wasn't sure I wanted to do that. But after, after just really meditating on that word, I need to forgive this mm. man that mm. hurt me. And at that point, how many years had
0: it been since the, the, that had happened? from the time that, had it been a couple years, three years, four years, two years?
2: I'd say three years. Three years, okay. So you hadn't talked to him? What do you think, Daryl?
1: You you were saved six months after the robbery, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So that that would really give the answer how close to your you know, being born again, was that...
2: I'd and, probably say another six months
0: or maybe so not a, year, so a year. A year yeah. or so yeah. later. A so a year or so later, you're reading the scripture that if you don't forgive, you won't be forgiven. So did you decide
2: pretty immediately that you were going to go visit Terrell in prison? So... After that scripture really came alive to mm-hmm. me, Carmen, it wasn't, it, it was tears. It was crying out mm-hmm. to God, like, please change my heart. I don't know how to forgive. Yeah. The only F word that I ever knew was not forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And worldly people can catch that F word. Yeah. And I really hated Terrell for what he did to yeah. me. and but, but when I cried out, Lord, mm-hmm. change my heart on my knees, sobbing. Mm-hmm. Help me. Help me forgive this man. I truly had a heart change, and it was a supernatural thing. And um, I know now it's forgiveness is a choice. It's not a feeling. It's not like okay, I'm gonna for, I'm gonna feel like forgiving someone or I'm gonna feel like forgiving this situation. No, I I made a choice to forgive this man, no matter what he did. And truly, um, when I truly forgave him, maybe maybe a year or so, year and a half, mm-hmm. is when I found out you're from a uh, small town, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we in, in that that was a relatively small town area so people know like okay so-and-so got married so-and-so is having kids so-and-so went to prison can mm-hmm. you girl he went to prison for trafficking cocaine well everybody's talking right mm-hmm. but when i heard it mm-hmm. when i heard that he went to prison for trafficking cocaine i remember the the middle school little boy that was kind that was just just a, a good friend and i began to cry out lord jesus have mercy on him the same Jesus that touched me please Lord make a way in that prison Mm. make a way for him to to come to know who you are the true Jesus Mm -hmm. the true Jesus that sets the captive free the true Jesus that comes for the prisoner and the prostitute and the drug addict right so I I just but in in my mind I thought and I said this to the Lord Lord if he would see me he'd know you're real because the last girl that he's seen was the farthest thing from a christian so i said lord if he would see me he would know you're real Mm. so make a way for me to go into this prison Wow! immediately it was like doubt and fear i'll never walk into a prison to see him Mm. that can't happen that's too big for god so i just said lord i can't walk into the prison to see him but if you allow me to get his address i promise you i'll write him a letter i'll say whatever you say Mm. in jesus name amen didn't think about it again until i ran into his mom I ran into his mama, and before I left meeting her, I said, can I please have Terrell's address to write him a letter? She gave me the address. I immediately got a, a spiral notebook, wrote him whatever the Lord said. I wrote no hesitations, no stopping, because when you make a commitment to the Lord, you obey it quickly, because mm-hmm. I didn't want... to to not send that letter out of fear, doubt, rejection, whatever. So I wrote that letter and it was a long letter. And I said to him, Terrell, I shared with him, what what I was doing, how the Lord had changed my life. I was working in a ministry for drug addicts and alcoholics at the time, you know, pouring into to women, you know, where I used to be and that sort of thing. And I was just sharing with him, like I've been praying for you, mm-hmm. and I want you to know I hated you for what you did to me, but let me tell you about this Jesus that's forgiven me, that is extending forgiveness to you, and um, I just I, anything that I felt led to put, I put. In that letter. Okay, so let's pause there.
0: So you get this letter, Terrell. What was that like? Yeah, How did that land?
1: Let me go back just yeah, a little bit. Sure. So I, when I got to prison, uh, continued in organized crime building a gang running Mm -hmm. drugs in prison Mm -hmm. this continued to escalate to i was pegged the top drug dealer in georgia state prison me and another guy and so with that i have a guy tries to rob me while i'm in prison And I've been bounced over, I think, seven different prisons. So I went all over the state because when you get control and power in a prison, they put you on what they call pending investigation, and Mm -hmm. they'll transfer you so it breaks your network. Mm -hmm. And so with that, we we had a lot of codes, different things we were using to keep control and unity and communication. I, I get in a fight with a guy. I get stabbed. I get locked down. They end up locking me down because of the drug network at different prisons when they lock me down the narcotics agent comes and confronts me and he's like what are you doing you you got you know my brother was wrestling in college he knew my uncle who was orthopedic surgeon he's like why are you living like this and so there there was just this window i did six months in isolation by myself and at some points i'm going a little out of my mind but god is working to bring me to a place of brokenness I say a prayer within my heart. I said, God, send me somebody to walk the remainder of my prison sentence with me. I wasn't looking for a God girl, you know, but Mm -hmm. I I, and and I had some other options to write, but I just had a... It was like almost out of my spirit a prayer came up. Mm -hmm. And and as I prayed that prayer, within a month I get this letter. Within a month I get a letter from the woman I had robbed at gunpoint, left for dead, and now she's writing me and sharing the gospel and the good news with me. So I'm supposed to go to Reedsville, which is a high-max prison, and go to lockdown because I've been causing chaos everywhere I went. You know, I was just – I was determined <laughs> – I was determined to beat the law. You know, it's just Mm -hmm. everywhere I went. I was against the warden, the cert team, whomever in the prison structure. They were my enemies, and we were gonna, you know, do what we were gonna do. Take over the world. Yeah, take over the prison (laughs) with drugs. You know how how ridiculous that was, but that's that's (laughs) you 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 can't make it up. I I was I was genuinely that way. Um, One other cool thing that happened: I was moving a bunch of drugs in to Calhoun State Prison. The guys I'm using get called at the back gate. I'm watching them uh, with handcuffs behind their back, go across the yard. I think it was maybe four or five of them. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there watching them, and I'm behind this. And God speaks to me as clear as us sitting here and says, it will never work for you. Mm. This was right prior to the next step of isolation, all the stuff, me praying and then Brandy writing. So instead of going to Reedsville by God's election and grace, mm-hmm. I go to Washington State Prison. It's in middle Georgia. And there's these men of God God's about to send in. And there's a, a, sort of like a mini revival where God's bringing a bunch of leaders together that I'm still connected with these leaders now. With that, I go to the, we'll do six months, I go there, and then Brandy comes for a ministry visit. So I would love to tell you. When I got transferred to this next prison, that I stopped running drugs. No, we were making moves mm-hmm. all the way up to um, really her second visit. She mm. came in, and God supernaturally moved upon the heart of that chaplain mm. to open the doors for her Miracle. to come in. Wow! Because that you just, you don't just say call a chaplain. I, I go I go in prisons now and jail yeah. and all that. You don't just call and say, Hey, I want to come in, and they're like, Oh, hey, come on. Now there's a process normally that could take months, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes maybe even longer. And she was in, what, within a couple of weeks? Because I'm out on the yard doing uh, upside, you know, chain game exercise, upside-down push-ups, and I get a call to come up, and mm-hmm. he lets me talk with her. Then the second, she gets a ministry visit to come mm-hmm. in. And when she come in, you you know, remember the prayer she said, if he sees me? Yeah. When she walked in the room, and she was, she's captivating me while she was sharing a minute ago, too, mm-hmm. so... You still got it after all these years, <laughs> uh, but but there was just a glory mm. that was beyond a woman's look good, yeah, uh, resting on her. There was a light on her, mm. and there was already a reverence that hit my heart that I've never had for a woman. Obviously, the way I lived, mm-hmm. and I mean, obviously, I'm, I left her for dead to deal mm-hmm. with the drug dealers, and these weren't. I mean, these were people that really in that yeah. life. So with that, there was a there was a reverence in me, and I said in my heart from the first visit, I said either I'm gonna serve God. And do it and I'm gonna let her know or I'm gonna tell her to leave I'm not gonna play her was my thing and uh, so it was our second visit our second visit she comes and we're reading the scripture Mm -hmm. and she's sharing the Word of God with me and Mm -hmm. confronting me in love and she looks at me towards the end of our second visit and she says that uh you're not called uh, to be a crime boss. And she also said, you've been leading people your whole life. Now it's time to lead people for Jesus Christ. And that you're not called, the second part of that was, you're not called to be a crime boss. Well, you know, if you, if you just heard that in lingo and not understand, I have a tattoo on my lower back with the CB, and the men in the gang, and that run the gang, called me that. Mm. And so I didn't talk to her about that. She didn't know about that. She's getting part truths from me. You know, we're writing. She's getting some truth, not obviously the whole truth. And so with that, when she said that, the Holy Spirit sat down in that visitation room and started to minister to me. And I remember, God, my my heart softening in that moment and crying for the first time in many years. And um, I remember crying out to God in isolation, and there was no heart movement. But when she shared that with me, God connected me to, mm-hmm. I believe, the heart of God. Mm-hmm. And God started a process uh, 16 years ago of restoring me as a man. Wow. And so I didn't make a full decision in that moment. Mm-hmm. I still was supposed to bring drugs in. I went back and talked to the guys. I said, look, guys, I'm I'm done for now. Yeah. I stopped what the we were fisting to breach security again and bring drugs in i said i I need time to myself so i I separated myself from everybody and i got in my room and the supernatural part of this i don't know the bible the way i do today as a pastor and as a minister i started reading the bible and everything she said i read Mm. and i was rocked it was like paul getting knocked off his horse and i'm in shock for about three or four days and so i go through this awestruck awestruck all, all little mm-hmm. window three four five days and uh, that was a saturday when we met but, but that next friday i had made a decision in my heart as a like, god i'm because I'm, see i wasn't just weighing in like i wasn't looking at heaven or hell i wasn't looking at my sin i was looking at i've made vows death before dishonor i've made vows to the street i've made vows to the mob and the gang i ran i'd Preach made. it I'd oh made, he married commi- the
2: streets girl but uh, look <laughs> he put a ring. On so it. I have I have a tattoo like on my them. arm. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, you know, I wasn't just married to one person. in The street is, you know, that's Purple Haze, That's Mary Jane. That's a crime yeah. life. That's how those are tats, mob tattoo. Yeah. Different stuff. All that stuff was. I was committed. I mean, mm-hmm. I made up my mind. I was going to do this till, you know. And so with that, that was the hardest point to me because I felt like I was turning my back mm-hmm. on those guys. Yeah. And and when I turned and stopped. So but. I genuinely made that decision in the first person. Obviously I got right with the Lord and then Mm. I I got right with my mom. Mm. My mom came in. It was such an ordained moment because my mom came by herself the next day. And so I, I I said, look, I'm sorry. I said, I've loved you guys by whether it was sending money or doing other stuff or whatever. Um, but this ain't love. What I'm doing is not love. The way I've lived is not love. And I want to ask your forgiveness Mm. And I told her, which I used a very strange term that I wouldn't use now. I said, if I'm going to be a gangster, I'm going to be one for Jesus. And, uh, you know, obviously that's changed as God's cleaned me up. But in that moment, Mm -hmm. I was sincere as I could be. What I meant is if I'm going to be real, I'm going to be real to Jesus. (laughs) If I'm going to do this, I'm going all in for Jesus. And uh, and so now I've been all in for Jesus. So
0: you went all in for Jesus. So fast forward and... So here you you've got a 20 year sentence. How did you go how did you get released?
1: Yeah, so uh, 20 to 15, half a million dollar fine. With that I had caught more time because of all the stuff I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just started seeking the Lord, fasting, praying and as I was seeking the Lord my whole heart the lord started connecting me with the leaders the chaplain Mm -hmm. and then the warding and different and so Mm -hmm. by good conduct and stuff i was able to be released and uh, i ended up off that 20 to 15 i ended up doing five years okay then i got out and when i got home i I helped um the same chaplain over that prison i helped Mm -hmm. him start in ministry for drug and alcohol recovery mm-hmm. and so i got off my parole seven years early wow. they were actually listen to this this is supernatural now they would call me but i'm running long as i was up under my leader that they knew mm-hmm. and this is old country town down in south jo- middle georgia south mm-hmm. georgia i could lock people up on drug court while i'm on parole as long as I was doing what I, I mean, and so that was the kind of shift in me. They yeah. Them guys had they 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 would harass me and say, "All right, warden's here," just because I had made a one eighty, and yeah. it wasn't legalism to me. It's like, no, we're gonna do right, and yeah. I'm here to help you do right. I'm telling yeah. you, if God can change me; He can change anybody. That's right. <laughs> and so with that, um, I got off another seven years rent I finished the probation, and then they wiped away a half million dollar fine. I mean, I told them when I went in there, I said, "Look, ma'am." My probation, I said, I don't run drugs no more. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, I'll, I'll pay, you know, they made mandated X amount to pay. I'll pay this and I'll give my best and get, but they washed it all away. Wow. And so 2016, uh, I was cleared of everything.
2: Wow. Everybody. Wow, Terrell. Yes. Look, so, I'm sorry. Yeah. Let me tell you. Yeah. So when that happened, yeah. you know we get the letter. We knew it was going to happen. We just, we had that the faith, faith. Like we had to. Yeah. He didn't sell drugs. We don't have that kind of money. Like we. Yeah. we, have
1: kind of money. Like, we I'm in full time ministry.
0: That's not even. <laughs> yeah. You know that, that's. <laughs> so tell me. So uh, so she visits you in prison. You get out of prison. How tell me how y'all are now married. Like tell me how yeah. y'all reconnect. No, when and, that half
2: a million got yeah. erased. Yeah. I told him we. I said. We, we're we a half a million dollars richer. richer <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that debt is... Yeah. <laughs> so we're celebrating. Uh, oh, my goodness. So how so, did y'all get married? So, yeah,
1: real quickly within the repentance process yeah. and getting in God's Word, I felt just a heavy call. And, and God had started revealing himself prior to this. Mm-hmm. So it's a culmination of years of God revealing himself. I felt the call to ministry. And then very quickly within... I don't know, the first six months, we knew that we were supposed to be husband and wife. Yeah. And so she walks uh, two and a half years in the prison with me mm-hmm. and then get out. And I, I, I went and asked her dad, first <gasps> man I've oh. ever uh, honored concerning a woman. I said, yeah. I asked him, could I marry his daughter? And mm, um, you what, know, what so
0: year did y'all get married?
1: 2009. 2009. So I asked okay. in 2008. <gasps> I, got a, I got home in 2008, September 2008, right? Yeah. hmm and then got married in March 2009.
0: Oh my goodness. Yikes. Wow. What a story. Goodness gracious. So, Terrell, if there's someone listening and I always I ask this question a lot because y'all's story is extraordinary. Um, But God can write that story for anyone. If there's someone listening, maybe they're on drugs, maybe they listen to the radio station and they've heard us um, play clips of of this podcast. But if there's someone on drugs, if there's someone that's married whose husband's in prison, if there's someone, I mean, just you name this, if maybe there's a mama listening and her son is in prison, Mm. what kind of hope can you give them?
1: Yeah, I I would like to say stay in faith continue to cry i believe in the impossible that god can do anything and that god can reach anyone Mm -hmm. and whether it's a broken marriage whether it's persons in pain or addiction whether they have secret sins god still loves you god's not forgot about you Mm -hmm. I, i was at what i would say my wit's end where people the da said i would never change people said he would never change he could never be anything and i look at my life now five children i've had the honor to help start three ministries I've preached in front of so many, you know, thousands of people over the years and 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 the reality is is God saw me in my mess and he still loved me. He still forgave me. He sent a wa- woman I had robbed at gunpoint and left for dead to share the glorious gospel. The good news is mm. I'm not holding that against you. Mm. I forgive you and I love you. And so I just would encourage them with it. God can do it. Yeah. God will do it. Mm-hmm. And um, don't give up hope. That's D- awesome. Don't, don't allow the circumstances to speak louder than God's voice. Cause God's good. And God loves you.
0: Mm. Yes. Wow. Wow. So good. Y'all are making me emotional. And Brandy, I want to give you I want to give you one last word. If there's someone that's struggling with unforgiveness or maybe there's someone struggling with the loss of a parent, just all those those deep places
2: where you've where you've walked that. Yes. Um, what would you say to someone listening? Um, One of my favorite prayers right now, mm-hmm. like my whole walk has been Help. And just to know that when we cry for help, Mm -hmm. that the Lord is, He's waiting on our cry to him Mm -hmm. so it it doesn't matter if you don't know the eloquent way to talk to the lord anybody can utter a help Mm -hmm. help and he is right there to help us in whatever we face whether sickness or death or drug addiction or anything when we cry out to him for help he is near and he hears us and um that's what i'd like to i love share. that
0: you guys are so inspiring you really are god bless both of you
1: and, and you know with well, my story the the mm-hmm. addiction mm-hmm. the other stuff life in itself we're way away from addiction sure. and the robbery and we're talking mm-hmm. about 16 20 22 years mm-hmm. ago but life sometimes we have five children we mm-hmm. have two ministries life is hard mm-hmm. you know just can bearing your heart before the lord staying in god's word crying out to him reaching out for help to someone that can help you you know that's one of the big things we teach people now my spiritual son comes out of extreme addiction but he's reached out for help he's got some people he's not going to the wrong person for help he's he's reaching out to leaders that are more mature than him and people that can walk him through that journey to help restore and so I, i think that's so important Is like hey Maybe you don't know how to do it, but, you know, and that was what happened with me. I had men come into my life that I submitted to, and then God used that to humble me and teach me and bring me out mm-hmm. of all the pain and devastation mm-hmm. in my life.
0: I would imagine, and we'll wrap on this, but I would imagine, as you said, you're so far. I, of course, what happened, it gets the headlines. Sure. Sure. Um, but I would imagine you look back and you, I mean, you're so not those people anymore. I can imagine sometimes when you're telling your story, it's like, is that even us? You just feel so, I can only, I can imagine. Oh, I see the tears. God's.
1: I got, you know, my five children and we run Malachi project mm-hmm. and the a a father to the next generation, Yeah, you know, and, yeah. uh. When people, we send them our story, we actually got that from one of our neighbors the other day, right? <laughs> like, who are those people? Yeah. I, you know, you've come. And so this I would say it's the mercy of God. It is the mercy, the of, mercy God. of God. The mercy yeah. of God. He is so merciful and has been so good to us. Yeah.
2: And a restorer. A restorer, yes. St- a restorer of... Um, you know, our relationship, mm-hmm. and I'll never forget when, when he was in the prison, my roommate, I was I was real close to telling him, I, I don't think I can do this. He had two and a half years, mm-hmm. and it was painful going to that prison, and, you know— he, he he goes back and the the gates slam and he there's there's no there was no getting him out. Mm-hmm. So for two and a, I had to make a decision: Do I want to walk with him for two and a half years, or do I need to bless him and go on my way? Mm-hmm because when i made the decision for christ i quit messing around with men yeah. i'd had i'd had all that i've had those relationships mm. senseless relationships so when i started going into the prison and i start having these feelings and this stuff towards this man i immediately went to the lord like what is going on mm. but um when my roommate she I, I went to her and i said you know i, th- I think I think I'm going to have to tell him. I don't think I can do this. She looked at me. She said, Brandy, you always walk out right before the Lord's going to bless you. If you walk out now, you will never receive the blessings of the Lord. And this woman never talked to me this way. This was the Holy ghost speaking through her. (laughs) So I I knew, I knew immediately. I mean, it was a boldness. It was an authority. And I just said, okay, I went back to my room and I cried and I said, okay, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm not walking out Mm -hmm. on the, this blessing. And, um, point is is i'm so grateful for the restoration because our marriage Mm -hmm. five awesome children Mm -hmm. the the neighborhoods that that we are able to minister to and just the generations the lord's given us these generations to went to come back to him Mm -hmm. and just the restoration power it's beautiful yes it's beautiful well bless both of you
0: thank you for just sharing your story so willingly it's gonna It's going to bless a lot of people. It's going to speak to a lot of people. And I feel like I've made a new brother and sister. This (laughs) is awesome. This is so great. So thank you very much. Awesome.
1: bless you. Thank you.
0: Y'all, I told you it was going to be good. I loved my time with Terrell and Brandy and their kids. And I tell you what, it's going to be hard to top that episode, this conversation, because it was so fantastic. But stick around. Hopefully I'll have another episode for you before May 2023.